0: That was Pete Denk from THG Bloodstock, um, good guy, an honest Bloodstock agent, which probably kills him, but uh, but those guys do a good job, they're very, very thorough, and they've they've done well with the, the limited chances that they've gotten. Um, some Speaking of someone who does well, like literally all the time, Mr. Johnson, are, are you with us?
1: I am, can you hear me?
0: Yes, I, I can hear you loud and clear. This is CJ Johnson of CJ Thoroughbreds, uh, CJ Thoroughbreds that had a winner, an international winner today.
1: <laughs> we did. We, uh, you know, we, we bought a, a few at Tattersalls a couple of years ago, uh, some horses in training and actually, uh, one of them just won an allowance at Belmont on, uh, on Friday and, um. So, you know, we kind of made some connections over there and, um, you know, the jockey, William Buick, his father, Walter has, um, you know, he's just kind of, we kept in contact with them and, uh, you know, at the breeze up sale last year, I believe, and I wasn't there. So I got to remember how this all went down, but I, it, he basically finds this Flintshire filly for us out of nowhere and kind of calls us and says, Hey, you know, I can get her for nothing. Um, but I, I she's going to take some time, obviously. Um, you know, the Flint charters aren't very precocious. And so, um, you know, I, I think we paid maybe 30 grand for her or something and we decided, um, you know, she's going to take some time. Let's do it right. Let's, let's keep her over there. And so we gave her to Charlie fellows and, uh, and, and and I should also go back. Her female family is all part of that, you know, that key family, the lemons forever, all that. Um, she's out of a Town mare. She's bred over here. And so we're like, you know, if she can't run, we'll just, we'll make her a broodmare. You know, she's um, obviously Flintshire is very well bred. And then, and then you've got this uh, dam who is a stakes winner as well. And part of the fifty family. So like, we'll make her a broodmare. Well, she ran a few weeks ago and, and actually in a 17 horse field, trapped on the rail, had nowhere to go, you know, starts passing horses and, and runs a very nice fifth. And so, you know, today she's like, um, and I'm still getting used to kind of the classes of races over there. You know, it's a little yeah. different because um, <laughs> they don't have maiden claimers, but I'm thinking it was probably a little step down. Um, but, yeah, she opened up as the, as the favorite and actually won by, you know, two or more really easy. So that was pretty exciting to get her first win over there.
0: Yeah. that That's always, and listen, winning anywhere is, is, uh, is, uh, not easy, but, uh, it's kind of cool that, you know, you guys have horses, uh, all over the place. Now CJ stable is, is, um, that's you and your dad and, and, uh, is there anyone else involved?
1: Um, yeah. So we, I mean, as far as the operations go, it's me and my father and then Mike Renfro, uh, works for us. And, um, you know, it's, it kind of, it just started out as, as me and dad and, um, then we just kind of now we're up to 40 horses in training and it got kind of too much and dad's trying to step back a little bit you know and and so mike and i sit in the office every day and grind it, you know grind away and um yeah but we do you know everything isn't owned by um my father and i we put partnerships together with good friends of ours um you know we're not really one of those public partnerships uh but yeah we uh and all of our partnerships kind of focus on buying fillies and and getting that you know trying to get that black type ultimately and then uh, reselling. So, you know, hopefully we can make a little money back and have some fun. But but then you know we've got about ten horses that um, dad and I own 100 percent of that we just kind of have some fun with.
0: Now your dad was a, was a long time uh, racing executive. Um, I don't I don't I don't mean to age him or anything, but. Uh... You know, you guys were involved with a a lot of, um, well, most notably, at least recently, was uh, Kentucky Downs. Um, Kind of fill everybody in on on what you used to do uh, there at Kentucky Downs.
1: Well, yeah, it was uh, was kind of a wild deal. He, you know, he ran Lone Star Park for a while and then resigned from that and kind of got out of it and and started, you know, kind of owning horses and uh, here and there, just a few, and and he owned part of – the old Richland Hills farm um, up there in uh, in Lexington, and and uh, so basically, he he had this you know this Billy with Pletcher, and Pletcher's like, I think he brought it up from Argentina or something. And Pletcher's like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna run her in the stakes race at Kentucky Downs. And Dad's like, what is that? I'm, I don't even you know I don't even know. <laughs> right. And so he shows up he goes to the race and he goes oh my god we can we can do something with this and and that was when uh brad kelly calumet owned it and so mm-hmm. they got a group together they purchased it and they you know they luckily got the historical racing machines and all that but basically i was kind of doing my own gig um you know i grew up at the track i was I, I, honestly I went, I went to arizona for a year and a half and i kind of got just burned out on it all i was a young kid i didn't know what i wanted to do you know and so I was doing my own thing and he, he calls me in, in 2012, about a month before the meet started and he goes, look, uh, our GM just resigned. And, and I got, I got, or the director of racing just resigned or whatever. I got, I got no one that can help me do this. He goes, I need your help. I need you to move up, you know, and this was like a week's notice. Um, He's like i need you to move up right now and get this meet together and i'm like are you kidding me i mean he's like i know you can do it but i just i got no one else buddy so help me please you know so i quit my job that i was at for about six years and literally gave him a week's notice and moved up and um kind of put it all together um 2012 like you know a lot of the racing operations um and all that kind of stuff and then as we on track grew and started getting a bigger crowd on track, I mean, because that was kind of one of the things I wanted to focus on. It was such a cool atmosphere out there. As you know, you you're you're a stakes winning trainer out there, man. Come on, I had your I had your picture on the wall in the racing office. You know, you know what kind of <laughs> atmosphere that place was. Uh, um, my so my, record, my record my
0: record at Kentucky Downs was so good that the everybody would be calling me a juice trainer if they if they saw my 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 stakes <laughs> record. I, I think I was like seven for eight there. And well, the well, and the one I got beat, I think I think was third in like one of the big races. It was, weird, but, I but, all the
1: stats. You were up there for the, for the all-time winners list.
0: I'm still like 37th or something, and I haven't even yeah. I haven't run a horse there in, in a decade and a half. But <laughs> yeah. uh, but unfortunately, the purses weren't quite so good back then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they were all exactly. fifty thousand, seventy five thousand. I think one of them might have been a hundred. <laughs> now the yeah. same race is like yep. eight hundred. <laughs>
1: unbelievable man um yeah but anyways I just I really wanted to kind of elevate the fan experience and and you know and it, and so as the purse money grew the field sizes grew the excitement grew and and we started getting more and more people and you know it' was a, it was a bigger you know we had to start improving things like the video signal the track the rail you know all that kind of stuff and so I got a little bit of help finally and was able to move into kind of just a more you know wagering television um uh, simulcast contracts you know all that kind of stuff behind the scenes um whereas before i'm you know running around going crazy making sure that you know there's enough hot dogs at this stand and then also watching the wagering and you know making oh making sure we're not going off on top of uh gold stream or whatever you know that kind of stuff and so you know once we grew and started doing a little better um you know i was able to get some help and kind of focus my attention on certain stuff but yeah it was a it was, you know, there's nothing, you can learn all you can from being at the track and all, and going to school, but once you get thrown into it like that, um, you know, it's a real cram session, and uh, I learned a ton uh, from the front side of it, and I think that's really helped me out with kind of being an owner and, and understanding kind of what these tracks go through, and, you know, I, I guess, I don't know, I've got patience for some things, and I've got less patience for other things, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, no, it was, it was really good. It was a great learning experience, but anyways, they, so they finally sold the track and, and I you know, stayed on for another year. And, and that last year was when we started, you know, we knew it was kind of, my time was probably running, running out there. And so we started doing these, uh, we started our first partnership and that's when we bought tally's curling. Uh, we bought five Phillies that year. And she was one of them. And, um, you know, then I got let go from there. And so this is, you know, whole time what we do now and we've we've grown it up to you know 40 horses in training and and looking to buy 10 12 more yearlings this year
0: now sally's curling uh she's retired right Uh you guys retired or she was a uh, she won a couple grade threes and grade one place philly
1: yeah and, and look i don't know you know i don't i got some bad news this morning it's not looking too good on her uh on her pregnancy to tap it right now. She's mm-hmm. she's kind of trying to, trying to get rid of it. Um, so, honest to God, I know I put that picture out because I saw her this last weekend, you know, but right now, I mean, literally, I just got this call a couple hours ago, so we've been trying to figure this all out. Uh, but she might be back in training soon if this doesn't work out, you know. Um, and I saw her, and she's lost a little bit of fitness. It'll take her some time, but, you know, that's the thing. It's just, it's, you know, we got her in full the first time and now all of a sudden, you know, they check and it's, it's not looking as good. So I don't know. It's kind of up in the air.
0: Yeah. It, it's not quite as easy. as Everyone thinks, you know, I breed them. Oh, I just breed them. And that's, uh, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I thought it was, I was, you know, I was thrilled. I mean, have a, you know, her a of her caliber and in, in full to tap it. And, you know, the partners were all happy and, mm-hmm. you know, the people at Gainesway were great working with us. Um, you know, and I thought that was going to be great because he's only covering 100 mares this year. You know, so there's going to be more demand for those. Um, and yeah, it's just it's a shame, but you know, so we gotta we gotta kind of take a look at everything and see what's going next. So you know, a little bit of breaking news here on on the Chuck Simon Show.
0: Yeah, there you he go. Be back. <laughs> there you go. We we have the exclusive CJ Thoroughbreds yeah, breeding go. operation update. I like that. Yeah. It's it's interesting. We were talking about uh curlin uh before with Pete Dank about the Belmont and how Pletcher's got a couple Curlin Colts in there that that seem like they're in there as much because they're by Curlin out of, you know, mares that that, that uh had, had a lot of stamina than anything, but but you know, Sally's Curlin was was really more of a, a one turn sprinter that, that uh that came from behind which which uh you know was a little bit kind of uh atypical for, for Curlins.
1: Yeah, I mean, when we look, when we bought her, um, you know, we only got her for you know we paid about one sixty four, and I remember that was the first horse I ever bought, and I, I'm bidding on her, my hands shaking, you know, and I <laughs> kind of fell in love with her right away, and she's, it, it was just funny because the whole time we thought, oh, two turns, like when right. she gets two turns, you know, and on debut she runs third at Churchill, going one turn, and she had a little bit of an issue, so we gave her a lot of time because you know at that at that point we thought, okay, she's we think this might be something, but the whole time it was like, let's get two turns. Let's get two turns. And, you know, finally she breaks her maiden one turn. We run her again, you know, in that next level allowance. And that's a one turn. She wins that. And then I think she went um, Ellis park and that, that mile there is kind of like one and a half turns. You know what I'm saying? They got that shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, She wins that. And then, you know, it was, no, I'm sorry. Ellis was the second one. And then I think the third one was that next allowance that she won by nine. And and it's one turn and we're going, Oh, all right. You know, maybe cause we did try two turns at Gulfstream once. And that was when she got, uh, I think she got four, maybe third, but Dunbar road won that race and just, you know, absolutely smoked the field. Um, and she actually ran okay. And so we were still like, all right, she might be a two turn. So then after, um, and this was, man, I'm, you know, she's, I'm trying to remember exactly, but we, so we ran her in the uh, Indiana Oaks going two turns and she just showed nothing. I mean, it was just like, you know, a total beat down. Cause I'm thinking, I know this is going to be a tough race, but come on. You know, I figured we would at least get like fourth or fifth or something. And, and she just didn't run a step. And that's when we then ran her in the Chaluki one turn. And she just, you know, she toyed with that field one pretty easy there. Uh, then we were like, all right, well, let's go back to two turns. We tried her in the fall city and nothing again, you know? So then we were like, all right, let's layer up. And that's when she came back in the Madison at seven furlongs out of all, day, you know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. thinking there's no way she can get there on that. You know, she's going seven at Gulfstream, are you kidding me? And that race ends up being, you know, that figure she got in that race is a negative zero thorough which is like a, you know, a breeder's cup type number. So we're like, oh man, we, okay. I guess we got a closing sprinter now, but. You know, unfortunately, that's really stressful when you've got limited distance and you got to make up a ton of ground. And so, I really feel like it was all mental with her. She was the soundest horse in Dale's barn. You know, she's. um, It it was just strange because some some days she'd want to be, you know, eight back on the back stretch, and other times she'd want to be fifteen lengths back. You know, in in the Breeders Cup Fillies' Sprint, she was she broke out of the gate on top. They sent me like a nice little picture book. And it was like you know the race, kind of frame by frame. Well, out of the gate, she was on top. <laughs> I mean, she out broke the me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, but then she comes back. Right. And she's 15, but you know, and it was just, I don't know. It was it was very frustrating. I mean, she's such a cool, smart filly, though. It you know, I I you can't be mad because we don't know her anything. You know, she doesn't know us anything. I mean, you know, and so I don't know, man. It, it was she was our first big horse, and you know. Obviously, I want to. It's tough making the decision to retire her now and get her in full. But, you know, maybe this is, you know, the universe kind of unfolding and, and saying she's maybe she just needs a little time off in the paddock and, and we'll see if we can get her back.
0: You know, it's funny because sometimes there's horses that just don't match their running style, just doesn't match their pedigree. Like uh, when I was working for Tommy Skiffington a long time ago, we had a horse named Hollywood Handsome. And I think there's been like four horses since then. <laughs> this is how long ago it was. But Hollywood Handsome was like uh, a closing. Uh, he, he was actually, he had a similar style as his curling, except he wanted to go long on the turf. Uh, and he would come from the, the clouds, you know, and he was kind of a big horse, and he would just make one big, long, sustained run, mile and uh, an eighth, mile and a quarter, just, just you know, uh, a horse that really had, um, you know, no distance ki- uh, limitation that didn't seem. Sure. And he was by Groovy. <laughs> you know groovy was a, not a good stallion groovy was a bad stallion he, he just you know. owned by my good friend
1: jake balance's father yeah I remember
0: groovy so you know groovy as a racehorse was like an absolute you know balls to the wall sprinter yep. that, that didn't want anyone in front of him uh and that was groovy that was kind of groovy's uh achilles heel and carlos martin is probably going to scream at me again but but um you know he, he uh he he you know, if you could hit him, which very few horses were able to do, you, sometimes you could beat him. But what the, you know, the whole point is like Groovy would go f- twenty one forty three and change to the half, going uh, six furlongs in the dirt and run one hundred and thirty buyers carrying one hundred thirty pounds. And and you know, is one of his most successful sons is Hollywood Handsome, and he wants to go a mile and an eighth on the grass, coming from last. Yeah, you know, and I mean, to, you know, to be fair, he was he was out of a His Majesty mare, which is where that you know that all came from, and. And, yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah, it, do, it doesn't always match up, but, uh, you, you guys had a oh, nice so winner
1: her, sorry to interrupt, but she was a more, she's out of a more than ready mare. So it's, you know, we kind of thought we were like, all right, well, we, 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 we always have the grass to go back on, you know, cause some crones mm-hmm. can run on the grass too. And, um, you know, she ran okay in the two times we ran her in the grass. Um, but again, and I know that her last race at, Keeneland, Kingland, she was, um, you know, in heat. So I think that was a big part of it as well. Mm. um you know and as you know with these Phillies it's tough to predict that kind of stuff
0: no absolutely uh you got but you, I was saying you guys had a nice winter a couple weeks ago A two-year-old um at Belmont Park uh that's with Wesley Ward uh what what's going on what tell us about that horse and uh, including her name and um you know what's <laughs> going on there
1: her uh her name is Miss alacrity and um she you know that that uh, phasing sale at Kentucky for the New York Reds was supposed to be the Saratoga sale, right? That we, with, with that not being held at Saratoga last year, we saw that as an opportunity and we look, we've never gone. We're usually just buying Kentucky breads, right? right. And um, we saw that kind of as an opportunity to maybe get, you know, with the New York bread program being better and all that, maybe we can find some skills at this sale since, you know, people aren't walking right out of their barns over to the sale. Right. And so, um, we actually bought three New York Reds and uh, two of them are with Jimmy Bond and they'll both debut at Saratoga. And then, um, you know, we found this one. Uh, she RNA'd, we liked her and she RNA'd and um, we took Wesley over to see her and Wesley goes, Oh yeah, I can do something with this, you know? And so we got, we got our vetted mate, you know, basically told them, you know, all right, we'll let you know before the sun goes down. And, and they, we got her vetted passed her, and we called them right away, made an offer. And so, um, she is just a big, you know, bulky looking Munnings, um, out of just Jenda, who was a multiple great stakes winner, uh, amazing mayor. And, you know, she was kind of, when I went down to Palm Meadows, uh, earlier this year a few times, she was kind of the one, uh, that was, you know, most forward out of, uh, Wesley has has three two-year-olds for us right now. Two of them are Kentucky Reds, and one is her. That's New York Red, and uh, she was kind of always the one that was just you know right off the bat. You know, we knew was going to be ready, and um, yeah, I I remember watching her first breeze. I, I mean, they didn't officially clock it, but you know, they were breezing, and. You know, I felt bad for the horse, for the the other filly she was breathing breathing with the because she just put her away and, you know, opened up by seven and our other fellas look around going, What the hell's going on right now? you know. Um and so we kinda you know, we really liked her, but the, the New York Red race the two year old races weren't going. And so, you know, I had a buddy of mine who um texts me and he goes, Hey, what's what's up with your uh, your two year old Leslie horse, this Miss Munnings, you know, she's got like twelve workouts under her. Wesley done ever, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're usually starting to hit a Keelan with like five, six workouts, you All know, right. official clock ones. I'm like, well, man, we, you know, we, we, tried and you know how Wesley, Wesley's got a ton of good two-year-olds. I mean, like, we'll never take offense if he's not going to enter us because he thinks, you know, he, he doesn't want us to get beat. And he, and he thinks this one might be better suited for Ascot. So let's win with this one early. That's fine. You know? Um, and so the races wouldn't go at Belmont. Um. And so finally we got her, we got her in one and it was just, you know, I, I'll be honest. I know she was, you know, a huge favorite. And I was a little worried about that Tim hand horse on the rail that, that just wouldn't go away. And finally in the stretch, I mean, Johnny V just kind of tapped her on the shoulder a couple of times and she just took off. I mean, I, we've never won a race by 10 before, you know, let alone first time out. So that was a really big one for us. I Wesley really wanted to get her back down to Kentucky so he could see her, you know, and watch her train and all that kind of stuff. So she's back at Keeneland now. Um, and kind of, you know, we don't ever right off the bat, we don't overreact, you know, and, and figure out, you know, or decide where to send them next. Um, you know, we always wait a little bit and, you know, Wesley likes to give them a couple of weeks off and then he'll start working them again. So I think when, cause she was up at Belmont for so long, I don't, you know, I don't know when the last time he saw her was. So, once he kind of sees how she's doing, we'll we'll take his lead on her. But um, you know, I know there's some New York Red Stakes races coming up here for babies. You know, that would have been nice, but I there just wasn't time to get there. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what what happens next. Um, but yeah, we're we're actually really excited about her. Um, you know, I, I think we're gonna have a fun fun year in New York with her. Um, like I said, those other two with Jimmy Bond. You know, he. He's trained for us in the past and he's a great guy. I mean I can't I, I think the world of him and um you know I'm looking forward to uh getting up to Saratoga this year for those as well.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Bond is is a good guy and he certainly will will if you're looking for to try to be a, a the, the flashiest dresser in the paddock, it's not gonna happen if, <laughs> if Jimmy Bond is there. <laughs> he's gonna have one of those those bright blue the Sports jackets he loves so much. Yeah, yep. um, you know, not not that I'm giving you any you know uh, advice or anything, but they run this race called yeah. the Skylerville on July 15th at Saratoga.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I uh, I definitely think that that's an option right now. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I was
0: fun. I was watching her race and I was thinking to myself, this Philly doesn't need to run against New York breads. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah, <laughs> New York breads is like a you know like like the like the the option C, because, uh, hell, if they were after, if they know they got to run against her, they might not fill. But, uh, yeah, she, she looked really, really impressive. And, and just like, you know, she ran through the wire and, um, you know, I I was very impressed.
1: Yeah. She looked really professional doing it. That's the other thing. I mean, she didn't get tired. She didn't start, you know, staggering around Johnny B didn't have to do anything, you know, correct her or anything like that. That's that she leveled off really well. Um, but you're right about the New York Red thing. It's, it's it's a tough one because if they can run for open, you know you'd love to do that, but or do you just you know go ahead and mop up the New York breads and get that money you know so um yeah, it's gonna be interesting with her though but I think we're gonna have some fun with her um really excited and and i'm just I'm excited to have you know these new York breads like i said we we're not really you know we don't run up there that often, we have a couple up there, but um ready to get some more action up there, and hopefully that that win at Belmont, you know, with her, and then the win at Belmont on Friday, and that allowance, uh, you know, hopefully that's a that's a sign of things to come for us in New York.
0: Yeah, it's a good problem to have. Listen, it's a great problem to have. but uh, yeah. You got any anything in the pipeline? Anything we we can uh, we can be looking for?
1: You know what? We kind of we got a slow little week coming up. To be honest with you, um, not really. We we ran a bunch this weekend and and this last week and, and had some disappointments, had some, had some wins, you know, we, uh, Lone Star yesterday was kind of brutal. We had, the you know, a three-year-old running her first race against older and get beat a brutal nose for second, you know, but she still ran well. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and honestly with these two-year-olds, we've got, you know, the other two are one's ready to go for sure. We're just kind of waiting for the right race. Um, trying to think it's, um, I mean, yeah. It's I mean, in in uh, I got I got a, Texas, a horse down here in Texas that I, I really like. It's this little Kalis Posse that he broke his maiden at Sam Houston pretty impressively. And so um, June sixth, uh, his name is Rebel Posse, but he, he's just a cool little horse. I bought the pin hook, and you know that was during the pandemic when no one was buying anything. So he earned aid, and we just decided to keep him. Uh, but he's with Matt A down here, and and uh, I don't know. It's just you know he's not flashy, but he but man he runs well and uh last race came off the grass of course we ran him in the mud gave him a shot he gets beat by a dirty neck you know uh gets second but but he just always tries his hardest you know and so he had a great workout last week and we're looking forward to this this allowance on june 6th you know hopefully we can get this rain to stop it's literally been raining in texas for two months straight so um you know that's one that i am excited about I, i i just like you know useful horses that are honest and true and try their hardest every time i mean like I said, nothing crazy looking, you know. And he wasn't very expensive, but he's just—he's a cool horse. Right. Um, but yeah, with the with all the other two-year-olds, you know, we're obviously we're taking our time with them. But we've we got some decent ones. We got a uh, one that just uh, joined Stidham uh, out of uh, at Arlington, and she is out of Upper Line, which is a very nice mare that um, Stidham trained. She and this one's by Warfront. And so, you know, everyone's like, Well, why would you take, you know, that to, to Arlington? Well <laughs> Stidham trained upper line from Arlington. And so, you know, she'll kinda get um get in his program up there and get, you know, ready to run and probably won't run her there. We might, you know, who knows? I mean honestly, with with something like that that you know, the war front out of a mare like that, um, even if we break our maiden at, at Arlington, if it's the right thing for the horse, we'll do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. not going to be a big flashy hundred thousand dollar maiden special at Churchill or whatever. But sure. you know, if, it, if, it, if it's best for the horse, we'll do it.
0: Absolutely, and you know, it's a starting point. It's always a starting point. Uh, and you know, train, trainers are creatures of habit. <laughs> you know, the yeah. horse's mother did good here, so we're going to bring bring the foal here. Yes, yeah. it's, it's. Uh, I you know, I I can't say that I didn't do that myself because I did quite often sure um you guys gonna have anything at
1: uh we oh just gonna say when we bought her like said you know we didn't we bought her and we didn't have a trainer for her. and usually we'll have the trainer sign off on a horse before we bid and buy you know but we didn't have a trainer we go mike come look at this you know come and and hillary looked at her and hillary like started tearing up because she was like she looks just like her mom you know and uh so, yeah, she was at now Brennan's with uh, with another one we had, and that that other one went to fairhill and and she's going to Arlington so
0: well, there's nothing wrong with that, and you need to get up to Arlington at least once this year because we don't know if Arlington's going to be around much longer and
1: oh i I'm getting up there, yeah, yeah, trust me i got we got we got a three year old that hadn't started yet with Owen Hardy up there that coincidentally is also out of upper line mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a spike down <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, we just she had a couple little issues, and we took our t- our time with her. And she just got up to Arlington and started working for the first time. So we got her up there. Then we have a Kodiak filly that actually just won at Indiana a couple weeks ago. With Stidham, that's at Arlington. She'll probably run there as well. So trust me, as soon as as soon as we know when we're running, I'm I'm gonna book a flight and I'll, I'll get up there.
0: Uh, you guys gonna have anything at Delmar?
1: That is, you know. Probably not, to be honest with you. We only have one at Santa Anita right now, and and she she didn't run very well the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we're gonna give her some class relief, and she's she's uh, she's had a lot of issues. Now she's actually uh, we bought her with Sally's curling. And uh, she broke her maiden finally in February because she just had this knee. You know, we knew about the knee when we bought her, and we kind of took a swing with her, and so we've taken it easy. But she's a gorgeous kid now that is just an absolute giant, and she's a total front runner. And she broke her maiden for 50 at Santa Anita, and it was actually very impressive. And then since we stepped up the winners, we just can't get it done. And so I I think we're going to move her up to Golden Gate and give her just some class relief and – hopefully that'll work out, you know, get one more run in there before they stop. Um, I think here in like a month or whatever it is. So, you know, it, it, but it depends. I mean, you know, we do still have a horse of Owen Hardy, so if you feel she's seconds. good enough to go there, you know, we'll go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, I know a lot of guys are, uh, you know, looking forward because the, the incentives that Delmar provides are, and I guess Santa Anita is kind of starting to piggyback on that. But, uh, you know, the, they provide a, a really, you know, huge incentive to owners uh, paying for you to get out there. I mean, basically giving you cash, giving you a big bonus. Uh, I think they give you a bonus for the entire meet. It used to be just the first race, but I think it's now it's the entire meet. Uh, steaks excluded, of course. And I think cowbreds, uh, too. I don't think that, uh, you know, if you bring a cowbred to California, I don't think they're going to give you anything extra. But, uh um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I know a lot of guys trying to claim out of Churchill because Churchill meet kind of ends corresponding with when Del Mar's begins, and um, you know I've no I've heard a lot of claiming activity at Keeneland, or excuse me at Churchill uh, is for horses that are that are going to be headed to the West Coast.
1: Yeah, and and you know what I I kind of take that back. It, it, we have actually talked about it a little bit because we got in an interesting situation with No Woodbine. And, um, you know, depending on what happens there, but we but we have talked about there's a, you know, we have a couple of European red fillies that, you know, we thought, man, this actually, this could work out at Del Mar. And, you know, you really hate moving trainers um, a lot, but sometimes if there's just not a, cause we've just gotten stuck, you know, where we're not able to run these horses. Yeah. And it's happened time and time again, you know, with these turf fillies. Um, and it, and it really hurts, um, whether it's rain or COVID or not filling, you know, um, uh, that, that one, that one on Friday, you know, she, her race, we were trying to run her for a month and couldn't get a race. And she's supposed to be a woodbine you know, so Mm -hmm. it's, it's, we've definitely talked about it. Um, I hate getting them out of the routine and moving them to a different conditioner, you know, but if if we're, if we can't run, what are we going to do?
0: That is the biggest problem I hear from owners and trainers. Really, more more than anything. And you know, owners and trainers will find, will find something to bitch about, even if everything is going great. You know, but yeah, I mean, and this is just we're all guilty of it. But the one thing that's been consistent over the last few years that, that every every trainer and owner almost without, um, without a, a doubt. It, uh, and it almost at any circuit complains that they have a hard time finding races for, for a lot of their classes of horses, other than, uh, you know, bottom claimers or, uh, um, sure. you know, maiden, you know, maiden, uh, turf horses or, you know, things like that, which, which literally always fill. But, uh, I mean, even Churchill yep. the other day, I saw they had a five horse, 10 claimer, um, you know, carded with five and yeah. uh, short fields are, are just everywhere um, Arlington's one of the few places that's not having short fields, but they're only running 16 races a week. So yeah. man, they sure. better not have short fields with, with, uh, you know, un, under those circumstances. And, um, you know, it, it's a good thing for an owner in in a sense that, Hey, you, you'd rather, you know, you got a whole lot better chance of getting a check in a five horse field than a 12 horse field. But, you know, you've worked on the other side of, uh, of the, the, you know, the, on the racetrack side and, and, you know, the numbers and, I mean, we all kind of are cognizant of the fact that uh, we can't run a bunch of four- and five-horse races and expect uh, to, to be able to maintain or, or to ever grow handle in, in that situation.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at, and, and I hate to single someone off, but look at, like, you know, Charlestown and Mountaineer. I mean, those those, those horsemen want to run in five-horse fields, and that's why they run, whatever, 300 days out of the year. They,
0: they You know? Uh, and, they're not, like, Mountaineer canceled for tomorrow night because they couldn't fill. Yeah yeah so I know and, and
1: and now look where it's gotten them, you
0: exactly. know, and I
1: know that's all kind of slot welfare and that kind of stuff, but still man, i mean uh, at some point yeah it's 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 not fun running in a ten twelve horse field, i mean you know, especially in a turf race where it's just like it's you know most of the races are all about trip, right, I mean, let's be honest they're they're if you get a good trip you might be twenty to one you're you're gonna win. You're gonna beat a horse that might be better than you that just gets stuck and, and gets you know, a terrible trip and so it is tough. Um and it's it's really frustrating but, but that's but I mean it's part, 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 part of the I don't know that's part game, of the game and I understand yeah. yes and that's what we need to make this you know if these trends want their handle to grow obviously the field's gotta be bigger and you know I'm all for it. I'm all for you know man getting a rough trip and finishing second, third, fourth. Yeah it's Definitely not any fun, but, uh, you know, if, 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 if more people are betting on these races, that that's fine. Um, you know, hell, we, we had a, let's see, a Gulfstream yesterday. We dropped, you know, Yelling in for 12.5, and, and she just had nowhere to go. And, you know, probably wasn't her day anyways, but she finished fifth, and she won for 20 last time out.
0: <laughs> right. A- Alan Jerkins I mean, used to say turf racing. That's where one guy wins and five guys should have won.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent, and I and I hate just you know being full of excuses all the time. But when you got partners in these horses, and you know, it's I swear, you know, most of our losses aren't just because she wasn't the best. It's it's well, we got in trouble here. This happened. We got slammed out of the gate. This, this, this. You know, and as you know, anything like I mean, one you got to be much the best to overcome one little thing going wrong in a race, right? I mean, whether it's getting bumped out of the gate or, or one little check or whatever, you know um so yeah and, and i mean a lot of these races you know these turf races are all competitive as we know for the most part you know very it's not like these dirt races where you know horses are constantly winning by five you know at one to five and that kind of thing um so yeah i mean you know we've and we've actually brought some more horses to to lone star and and unfortunately you know this rain the last two months i can't tell you how many we've had to scratch or, or run on an off track or you know and, and lost, but, um, you know, I think Texas has been doing a much better job with their product and, uh, you know, their field sizes are growing. And I, and I think, um, you know, the tax deal that they did a couple of years ago, that's definitely helping out a lot. I mean, we brought uh, eight mares and folder Kentucky stallions down here, fold them out. I got eight yearlings. I'm selling at the Texas sale, you know, that are all by useful Kentucky stallions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can keep that cycle going. You know, I think, I think Texas racing could be that, too in the next, you know, five years or so, back to where it was, you know, in the in the late nineties, early two
0: thousands. Yeah, they had a nice card at, at uh, Lone Star yesterday that kind of unfortunately got uh, interrupted by uh, a bad rainstorm. I blame, I blame, yeah. I, I blame uh, Swift and, and Chew for their presence it's always Chew's fault. Chew's the ultimate mush. He um, he he brought that karma yeah. there, man. Like.
1: No, it it was a great day, it really was. And uh, that I felt awful for them. Um, you know, they had two amazing turf races, and you know, we'll just go back to how difficult turf racing is. We are going to enter a uh, make believe filly that you know uh, from Europe that we bought in the, in the Ouija board, and and uh, it's her race two weeks ago or three weeks ago got scratched off the turf, so we scratched her. Well, we worked her on the dirt the next week, and she got hurt, and. You know, now she's up in Kentucky at Windstar, you know, in rehab. I mean, it's just if it's not one thing, it's another, you know. And so, but no, that card yesterday was amazing. They did a great job. I felt awful for them. They still smashed their handle record, you know. But if those races don't come off the turf, what are they? They they beat it by two million, you know.
0: Right, exactly. That's that's tough. But, you know, weather's the one factor that we just can't, uh, you know, we can't control.
1: Yeah, this, this uh, it's been un. I mean, it's it's been insane here the last two months. Literally, I I think it's probably rained on average four out of the seven days a week for two months straight. I mean, we it had rained today, but it looks like it's about to. You know, it rained mm-hmm. last night. At the, the skies kind of opened up right before the the uh, the Sexton Mile, and um, you know, I don't know if you saw that picture on on Twitter, but I think we got a nice double rainbow and all that. And, Yeah, about 11 o'clock. We actually stayed at the track for a while and kept betting on, like, Hastings and Assiniboine and stuff. (laughs) So then we left about 11, and it started sprinkling on me again on my drive home, and it kind of rained throughout the night. And then stopped this morning, and it's supposed to rain tomorrow again. I mean, it's just, it's never been this bad. And uh, it's, I don't know, I guess it'll set up well for the last month of the meet or whatever, you know. That turf course won't be so hard, but still, man, it's just, it's been
0: brutal. Yeah, we Barry and I were on the podcast last night kind of making fun of the rest of the country because it's you know, was eighty five and sunny here all weekend and I saw people with jackets and hoodies and all kinds of stuff all, all in Kentucky oh, and yeah. Mammoth and New York, everybody looked like they were cold. It looked like it was it was November.
1: <laughs> yeah, Chuck. I got I, I got a uh, you know, I was in Kentucky this weekend for a wedding and um we went by the farm to see our poles and they were telling me it's so dry there in kentucky the ground is so hard i i had a i got a pole that has a a fracture in the foot wow. and they and they said they've got about five more that also have that because of that ground i mean it's unbelievable usually that you know it's raining up there nonstop. oh and the funny thing is speaking of that friday we had a european you know in a churchill oh off the turf scratch them <laughs> oh man so it's like one time they do get you know <laughs> they do get rain we're of course we got one in
0: you know yeah, some sometimes you get lucky with that, and sometimes you just don't. I, I know there's nothing more frustrating than when you have turf horses and, and you just you just can't stand up in the in the dirt. Uh, yeah, you know, and, That's what and I'm you learning. just you, you
1: got have a turf to make sure you can run it off track.
0: You know, and, and it's like, oh, you know, it's because you always get in the perfect perfect spot, you get perfect pose. Oh yeah, the race looks like it's gonna set up for you, and then you look at the forecast. You know, seventy percent chance of rain. It's like shit.
1: Yeah, Chuck. I think we were two to one on Friday in this race. I mean, we were we were sitting on a win, you know. And it was a nice allowance race too. I mean, this horse, you know, and he's gotten unlucky in his three starts here in the states. And uh, you know, um, I don't know. It's, and that's one that actually Dad and I own one hundred percent of. So he's just, you know, crushing us right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's frustrating. It's funny because I think sometimes the big outfits make it look so easy because they're always winning. And I say, yep. you guys are, it's like an iceberg. You're only seeing the tip. You're not seeing all the other ones, that, you know, that, nope. that, that have issues that got sick, that get, you know, that, that you have ready to run and had this and that. And there's just so many things that can go wrong. And, and so, you know, so few things can go right. And, uh, it seems like, you know, the guys who have 250 horses, they, they're always in the winner circle because they have so many good horses and it's like man it's not as easy as they make it look if you talk to those guys there's a reason that their hair is gray you know yeah it, it's not because they're they're uh you know concerned about uh you know where they're going to invest their next uh you know million dollars it, it's about all the the things that can go wrong with horses it's like man the, the list is so long and the things that can go right the list is so short and uh uh, you know, it's, it's no, just, absolutely. Uh, and
1: they can afford, you know, the big guys can afford to sit on a horse if it rains off. It's like, oh, well, you know, we gotta, we'll got we get them next time. You know, us, we're sitting there, you know, writing checks and just like, oh my God, you know, watching our, watching our bank accounts, you know, it's totally drained. It's like, God, we got to run these horses.
0: No, it's, it's expensive. I had Dean Reeves on, uh, last week and Dean has something like 80 horses. And he has a lot of them in partnerships now too. He's just the same thing. He's you know like your horse gets to the top of the stretch and you own a third of them, you own ten percent of them, you own a hundred percent of them. You root the same you know way. It's not like yeah, saying, oh, well, I only want a third of this one, so I'll just root a little bit. Like you know, you're still like screaming. You know, but it, it's still the same feeling when you win. It's just yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's just a little bit better feeling when you get the bills and you only have to pay a third of the bill instead of having to pay the whole bill.
1: A hundred percent. And, you know, we've been, we, with our business plan, we, uh, you know, we build a year of bills into the initial buy-in. So you will not get billed until they are a three-year-old. And, you know, by that point, we hope that the purse money they're making takes care of the expenses, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so we've yeah. only had, out of the five big partnerships we've done, we've only had to do one cash on one of them. um, so you know, I, now I'm not saying we you know made money on everyone, but but um, you know at least we haven't had to do a cash call on the majority of them, and so that helps out a lot too.
0: No, that that that's that's important too because the one thing I, I've had owners and and for a while I was I was kind of like taking an unofficial poll, like all right, what do you love about racing? What do you not love about racing? And and there's plenty of things on both you know sides of the ledger, but I remember one guy said he goes, you know what bothers me? He goes. I get bills all the time and he goes, it's not like they're big bills a lot of ways, but he goes, it seems like every time I, I, I open the mailbox and of course this is when you know, most people are still using actual like mail. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, now I think most people email bills, but he goes, I, I would get like every time I would go, you know, the, to the mailbox, I'd have another bill. And he goes, it's not that, like you said, I don't mind paying the bills. He goes, and a lot of them weren't even big, you know, you know, like big expensive bills. He goes, it just seemed like all I did was write checks, write checks, write checks. Yeah. And and I think the way you're doing it is a smart way because like like for twelve months there's no bills at all. And then um, you know, like you said, if you can build up some equity in the horse and they can earn some money on uh, you know, the further away you push it, I, I think that that's important because you know, especially if people are doing this for um uh, you know, for, for entertainment purposes, it's sure they want to do well. And you want to get a Philly that's gets graded black type, um, sure. that you can, uh, sell and, and, and kind of, you know, put back in. I mean, everybody wants to do that, but I mean, uh, most people that are, I'm sure are your partners and most people that, that buy into horses, they're not doing this as their primary business, you know? So yeah. like they want to have fun with it. And, uh, I mean paying bills is not fun, no matter what <laughs> you know, yeah, like it's just not the the best part of it and 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 you know I think that's what attracts some people to some of the partnerships um even the micro share where where people are i i and listen uh, I have no problem if people want to buy micro shares that's fine, but you're not a real owner of a horse, you know like it's almost like you're not a real owner if if you don't at least one time like shake your head because of your bills. <laughs> You know?
1: <laughs> oh, hundred percent. And look, I'm gonna say this and I know but like I think my race is a great thing. Micro-share is a great thing, right? In the and look when I when when I try and talk about, you know, our horses, I it's a team. It's we, it's us, it's our. It's it's you know, I really and sometimes accidentally I might slip and say mine or I but right, I right. very rarely do. And that's the only thing that kinda got me was people were like my horse won the Kentucky Derby. Well, it, it's a team effort. You know, I don't yeah. care if you own 90% of it. You st- I still don't like it when people say mine, you know, and that's yeah. just me. I'm, I mean, and, and so I don't I don't voice that very really often. You know? I don't know if I ever have, to be honest with you, because I didn't want to get any backlash on Twitter. But, you know, that's just the way I see it. This whole thing is a team effort um, from the groom, you know, to the valet, to the jock, to the trainer, to – to the, to the hot walker. Every, I mean, to all of our partners, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's none of these horses would do what they do if it wasn't for an entire group of people. You Absolutely. know?
0: And, and you know, honestly, that's, that's what is, so I sorry. think that that was one of the things that we missed last year when, when we weren't allowed to go to the races because racing is a, is a social as It's it, it, the social aspect of it is, is so important. And, you know, it's a lot more fun when you win with other people too. Um, you know winning is great no matter what but i mean you win the race and you go in the winner circle and it's you and the groom and, and maybe the trainer i mean it's so much better if you have a couple friends there or a couple partners with your especially the guys that never thought they would um you know own a horse or own yeah. a horse that won a race at this track i, I had a an owner who's um who's passed away who's a great guy and he had tried uh some really successful trainers. <laughs> like he had horses with like Jason Service and Tony Dutrow and 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 he had never really had a lot of success. And you know, a lot of times it's just bad luck, you know, especially when you're buying yeah. like one horse at a time. And uh we claimed a horse off Bill Mott um and did really well with the horse. The horse wound up winning a stake race. And that was the only stake he ever won and uh like he was just so like unbelievably happy to to have done it and it and it, it was just one of those 75,000 dollar stakes overnight races at Gulfstream sure but you know he had, had tried so hard so long to do it and um yeah everybody loves winning especially you know winning stake races but like i never forget like just feeling so, like so satisfied that we were able to um you know kind of fulfill this guy's dream and and it he he was a a guy that had he, he had some money but he he wasn't like a guy that was worth 50 million dollars or a 500 million dollars or sure. you know something crazy and and uh and that's just that that aspect of uh the camaraderie and and the social aspect and and I mean just the stuff like like the maniacs are doing you know like uh like Swift and 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 Chu and and uh uh all the you know yeah. all just the DJ Nation whole the whole um uh Concept, um, and Dylan, of course, who's who's you know funding a lot of it. Um, you know some yeah. of the stuff that they did. Uh, it was so sad to hear that that uh, Eric uh, torpia had died. He passed away, and you know those guys yeah. um, kind of you know showed that guy love, and and you know he, he's a dying guy. He was dying, literally dying, and and he was able to have some moments of of joy. I can't imagine being in that. Um, and that situation, you know, where, where you're like, shit, uh, you know, I'm not going to make it to Saratoga, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and still yeah, be able to, video, to find, you know, you know like yeah, yeah, like, and, and that, I think that's so important. And there's so many people out there that I believe really love horse racing. And I, and I was talking about this last night, you know, Barry and I, I was like, shit, I, I stopped going on Steve Bick's show. And Steve's my friend for a long, forever. And Steve's one of my closest friends, but I said, Steve, every time I'm on your show, I'm like the voice of doom. I said, we only talk about bad things, and I I don't want people to just associate me with all their Simon again, you know, like, shit, (laughs) things must be bad again, because we got him, and, uh, you know, it's like, there there are so many good things, and it's like, man, I want to have stories and talk about things that, uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons I started doing this it wasn't just to like have a bitch session every, every day we could do that on Twitter, but um, sure. you know, there's so many people that, that, that want to have a part of a horse and you know, the way partnerships have grown uh, I mean, Cot Campbell was really the guy that, that got him kicked off. Um, I mean, and it's, and it's, hard to believe, but if you think about before that there was very, you know, there was very little available for a person that wasn't already in the game. Uh, or didn't have connections um and you know like you know even the stuff that you guys are doing you're you know you're bringing some people in and, and you're not like doing it uh on a, on a big public scale but um you know it's just like i said it's just more fun when when you're doing it with other people
1: yeah no you're you're 100 right look you know i've seen the dj nation guys get some plaque and stuff but look i i, I wasn't lying when i said you know on twitter that yesterday was honest to god wasn't the like best days of my life at the racetrack. We, I mean, it, I, I don't even know how to explain. It. Lone Star did a great job, you know, and, and those guys did a good job setting up this room and it kind of started off, you know, just some people trickling in here and there, and there's, you know, 20, 30 people, whatever. Well, then they started like, you know, um, some of our, our buddies would go out and, you know, start talking to some girls or some other folks and be like, come on in here. Like, let's, you know, come see what this is all about. And I mean, it was a, it was a freaking blast Chuck. It was so much fun. I, I haven't been in an atmosphere like that in a very long time where it was a mix of old young, you know, um, all demographics, all shapes and sizes. Um, I, I mean, everyone was talking mingling, having fun, you know, uh, winning, losing, whatever, you know, everyone had a smile on their face, everyone. And it was, I don't know. I mean, we, there's, you know, this is the, the point where I, I wish I was still working for a racetrack so I could kind of help this, you know, these guys out that just don't get it. But they got to start doing some stuff like this, you know. And, um, you know, it's not just a freaking party scene and all that. I mean, I'm 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 standing there and, you know, someone is asking Shu who he likes. I don't know why anyone would want to know who Shu <laughs> likes. But, you know, Swift's over there talking to some people, helping them, like, you know, learn some things. Um, I mean, it was... Uh, you know we're outside smoking cigars, and and people are randomly coming up. Hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. Blah blah. You know, I mean, it was it was so much fun. And, and and you know, I've and Chuck, I don't know if you've been alone, so you You probably told me you have or haven't. I, I have. Like, I was
0: there one time.
1: Okay, yeah, that's right. So it's. I mean, look, that it, that that tracks my baby. I grew up there. Like you know, I love showing it off. And all these people came in from all over the place. You know, we had the two guys from Florida, two guys from Jersey, buddy from Arkansas, buddy from Chicago. Another guy from Oklahoma, you know, people are driving in from all over the place. And they're like, I had no idea this is this nice, you know. Um, and it's it's just good to show that off. And I know, you know, most people who are used to Florida, Kentucky, New York, California, you know, are probably laughing at me right now saying, you know, Lone Star's a great track. But it really is, you know. And um, and I don't know. I think, I think um, you know, like I was saying, other tracks need to start doing stuff like this. It it, it costs Lone Star, nothing to do this. You know what I'm saying? They had the vent room, they didn't sell it, so they kind of gave it to them. And and you know, I'm sure that bartender in there did very well yesterday. That mutual clerk did very well yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I guarantee you, their handle increased by quite a bit. You know that if they wouldn't have given them that room, they wouldn't have done that. You know, and all that is cyclical, as you know. All that's going to help. You know, the purses, the product, everything, and um. You know, we just gotta get these guys to you know, I understand it's a business and you gotta cut costs somewhere. I ran a racetrack, I get it. You know, you gotta be efficient, right? But you gotta pick your spots. You know, it's just some these guys gotta wake up. And and, and I know a lot of tracks are on board with it, but some just have their heads stuck so far up their own asses it's just not even funny. And you know, I you know more you know better than anyone, you know. So yeah. I think, I think we can we can turn this thing around, um, and, I, and I think you know guys like D Nation are, are doing the right thing, for, you know, trying to trying to help it. because It's a game we all love, and, and look what we what we did yesterday. And I, and I said this, you can't do that in your sport, man. You know, you just winners losers we're all having fun you know you go to a sporting event the losers never have fun right I mean,
0: <laughs> right
1: it's uh i don't know nobody
0: nobody walks out of a football game with more money than they walked in
1: yeah yeah As a matter of fact I mean, was, yeah. you, you probably walk yeah. out with a lot less <laughs> yeah yeah dear lord yeah especially at freaking jerry world over here Good Lord, 20 bucks
0: for a beer? <laughs> I was there for the NBA All-Star game when they had it there. And that was I the was f- there as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't see you. I mean, it was only 106,000 people. Yeah, right. But um, that was the first time I ever saw a $12 hot dog. <laughs> yep. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and that was, what, uh, 10, 11, 12 years ago.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I don't look. I'm not a huge Cowboys fan, unfortunately, but I go to maybe one game a year now, really. And I used to go when it was at the old stadium. I used to go to one or two, at least one for sure, you know, and two. And they made the playoffs. I go to, the, you know, but but now I, I just I don't care anymore, man. I really don't. It's and i um, and I know my money doesn't matter because someone else will fill my seat and eat that hot dog. But I'm just I'm not going to do it, you know.
0: Nah, I, I hear you. It's. Uh... You know they were talking bad about your man Luca. I mean, come on, man. Oh, don't even start on that. Swift just so the guy's average. thirty four points.
1: Thirty
0: four nine and nine, and he's saying the guy sucks. I'm like, man, if he sucks, like, what is everybody else?
1: <laughs> Swift obviously has never had like a stinger in his neck that's shooting all the way down his arm either. I'm sure he, he had. He just
0: he was so out of it he didn't know he had it. <laughs> yeah, right. Jeez, man, because it's
1: impossible. To, it's impossible to you know. Wipe your ass with that! I mean, come on. Uh, God, And he wants to sit here and say you guys overrated. Uh, and then I start putting up stats, and he's still not backing down. Uh, Love you to death, Swift, but just take the L,
0: brother. You know the the worst part is that I'm going to lose this stupid bet with the Knicks and the Hawks. I'm going to have to buy them dinner. <laughs> the the one Atlanta sports team that didn't collapse. Come on, Atlanta! You got yeah, right. There's one more collapse left in him, right? I mean, there's got to be. I think there is the Knicks. The Knicks is. have been so bad, though. God, it's like brick. It's like it's like a bricklayers' convention. They you could have built could could the pyramids all, three times over for the amount of bricks they laid the last three games. Baby steps, though. <sighs> yeah, they're getting there. I just hate losing the bet to him. He's, I'm never going to hear the <laughs> end of it. I'm going to probably wind up buying him a six hundred dollars stake somewhere.
1: No, no, just. Make sure he but I know one that, thing: that we dinner. ain't
0: gonna we ain't taking shoes, Master Amex, because we know that thing's gonna get no. declined. Don't
1: even take shoes, Mr. Alligator on sir <laughs> Don't, don't.
0: Only you and you and Swift. You know, I was thinking about this before, and and uh, you know they they have a a person on on one of the TV shows and the racing shows that has some clothing line, um, but I, I mean, wouldn't it be a natural to have the the the, the, the the horseshoe you know the, the shoe clothing line I mean the jacket with the you know the 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 the, the loafers and and the no socks oh, go loaf. pull out
1: not not just the t-shirts that he has yeah like as ashamed I am to admit it right now I'm actually wearing a shoe left t-shirt <laughs> it's really comfortable um, I hate to give the guy any publicity good job on selecting the fabric for these things um i, I have a vest over those so you can't even see but hey. um no he should he should do the whole thing the quarter zip you know and the in the uh the shirt under it yeah yesterday i think he was one of the only ones at Lone star park wearing a freaking blazer
0: <laughs> you know the funny thing is like in this business we, we used to have barry schwartz you know <laughs> and, yeah you know he was he was our our, our uh our our guy, our our uh, clothing designer guy, you know Calvin Klein and stuff, and now we got shoe. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is uh, what the game has come to. Now we we have shoe.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I don't know if he if if he wants to pay off that Amex anytime soon, I probably wouldn't spend any more money on his clothing line and just <laughs> let it go from here. And I don't I don't know if anyone else is going to buy that stuff, but um, yeah. now look, we give shoe. A ton of shit, but he is—he's a—he's a genuinely good dude, and and you know, I know I see a lot of people attacking him, you know, on Twitter, and it's like he's not really like that. He's a sweetheart. He's a softie, Him and Swift both—they
0: they, they, just—they
1: got to do their bits, you know, yeah. and that's—that's uh, that's part of it. But it's, but that's part of the entertainment too, you yeah. know.
0: He's—he's a, he's a good sport. He really is. And I'm only—I'm no, only—I'm bre- only breaking his chops because he has a, 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 a an insane view about the whips, but you know. We'll let that go. <laughs> and
1: uh, yeah, and see that's the thing. He's now that's his bit. Now he's, his heels are so dug in. Oh that. yeah, he's just he's not giving it up. You know, I,
0: these, I told somebody. I told somebody today. Forget about the handle. Forget about the attendance. Forget about everything. Just wait till Paco gets there. When Paco gets there, and he and he starts swerving all over the place, and he says, "Man, no whip. I got no whip. What am I gonna do?" <laughs> I think we're gonna see what everybody thinks about that rule.
1: <laughs> that is a damn good idea. Just send him up there like, you know, on a mission be like Paco, just take one for the team. Okay, everyone knows that you really you need your whip, but you're gonna go up there and be the example.
0: I don't even think you need start to
1: mowing him over.
0: You don't even need to put him up to it. He wants to win. The one thing about Paco, listen, I I guess like I said yeah last night, Paco's my friend. I like Paco and I I know he pisses everybody off and I know he's 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 kinda dangerous. He's a kamikaze sometimes. But he wants to win. You know? And and um you know, he he'll he'll kinda do anything to win and so you take the the, the stick away from him, he, you know, well, there's there's no telling what he's gonna do, but uh, it's it's not gonna be like just give up, I can tell you that much.
1: No. No, and, and like you said, you, if you ride Paco, you live and die by Paco, right? Like, and even if you don't ride him, I can tell you before he got on the Street, I can't even tell you how many times he like, you know, bumped us, caused us trouble to where we had no shot in the race because of him. Uh-huh. And then when he gets on her, he wins two in a row, including the you know Sunshine filling Bear Turf, and he's like my best friend. Oh um, yeah. But 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 she also needs an aggressive rider who's going to put her into the race. But then you know he rides her. Uh, in another race, and somehow, you know, as he's fighting for position, gets shuffled back to dead last, and she has no chance when she's dead last going into that turn. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So you live and die by him. I mean, you just gotta you gotta take the good with the bad. Um, I mean, but no, oh, that would be a hell of a sight to see if, if he goes up there. And it's just like, all right, you're you're gonna prove by this is a bad <laughs> idea right here, Paco. I hope I <laughs> hope you know that.
0: Uh. He's he's gonna be the, the 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 experiment and he doesn't even know. Yeah. It. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, man, I, I appreciate you joining us and uh, good luck with it with all your horses and uh, don't be afraid to run that New York Bread and open company and um, you know. Yeah,
1: we'll, absolutely. Um, we'll, I'm we'll heading uh, down your way uh, beginning of June, so uh, we're we're taking a little family vacation in Naples, and I'm going to drive over to go soon. So um, I'll make sure. I'm, hit you up
0: and, you come oh, by and here you go. we we should be here and and uh, 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 we're trending towards uh, less Gestapo tactics at, at Gulfstream and and more uh, you know openness and not so much uh, no the the mask uh, rule seems to be uh, gone so yeah back to normal
1: looking forward to it looking forward to it you know, we'll I'll uh, we'll give you a call and keep you posted because I think we're gonna run Bienveil in that Florida bet stake so I'm gonna come over and. Uh and be with uh, you know Dylan and 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 hopefully we can get her back on track. We start. We got to figure out a jockey now. That's going to be interesting. So, uh, yeah, maybe I might be flying someone in from Texas.
0: There you go. You could bring Paco back, flying back.
1: Yeah, he's. <laughs> I can't. I can't count on that. <laughs> I hear you. He'll tell me one thing and then the next day, no. Oh, oh I tell you,
0: I'll do it next week.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: all right well thank appreciate it and uh like i said good luck and and we'll see you soon
1: anytime buddy have a good one
0: you got it uh that's cj from cj thoroughbreds uh good guy seen both sides been on the been on the track management side now he's on the the ownership side and uh you know need more people uh more people wanting to to be as enthusiastic and, and get as many people involved and and as those guys, him and his dad. His dad was a long time race, a very very successful racetrack uh, executive, and uh, you know, trying to have today is supposed to be a positive day. I'm trying to be positive today, so I thought I'd have two guys on who are upbeat uh, and uh, you know, smart guys and uh, good conversationalists. But uh, I do thank Pete Dank for being on with us earlier of THD Bloodstock um, go ahead and check his website out Uh they have the free horse evaluations from the Derby but uh, they'll, they'll still be be uh, viable for the Belmont and uh, CJ Thoroughbreds uh, CJ from CJ Thoroughbreds uh, we want to thank both those guys and uh, Casey of course as you uh, as usual and uh, everyone for listening and and uh, all the input I really appreciate uh, the kind uh people, uh, some of the things that people have have written, uh, that's very nice, and I I do appreciate it, It, it's very much appreciated that you listen, um, and you have feedback, and and again, going in circles, podcast at Gmail, even if you want to, like, call me names, it's okay, like the lady that called me the communist the other day, um, because I wouldn't let her post uh, anti-horse stuff, so... Uh it's fine and, and we do love hearing from you and, and there's been a lot of, of uh a lot of input lately, um, the last few weeks, especially um, you know, with uh the, the Bafford situation and, and then surprisingly this whip thing has really uh struck a chord with a lot of people, a lot more people than I thought. Uh so I've I've gotten a lot of feedback and, and uh you know, there's a lot of people in the industry that they're still a little bit hesitant. Um to speak about things in public forums, and uh, I'm willing to... I'll I'll talk for you. Don't worry. I don't care if people hate me. It doesn't matter to me. So, anyways, thanks again. Uh, We're considering putting a show on Friday night uh, with a little Belmont preview. Uh, I don't know that we're going to do it or not. uh, Check social media um, for that. Check uh, the, the Twitter or facebook and and we will make an announcement of some sort uh if we're going to do that i I gotta get the guys uh jason and barry and see what their schedules look like and um i don't want to commit to it yet but uh i would say it's probably about a 50 50 chance that, that we do some sort of belmont preview even if it's the belmont day preview even if it's a um just a stakes preview but uh we'll probably get something out there so thanks for listening and uh we'll see you next week Why, in the past decade, has BRL Equine become the premier equine supplement company in the industry?
1: Because we spend millions in research and development before we ever put out a product. Because we use only FDA-supervised facilities to manufacture for us. Because what we say is in them, is in them. Because they work. Because if you're not happy, I'll give you your money back. And because top trainers and veterinarians in thoroughbred racing, standardbred racing, three-day eventing, and barrel racing all trust in BRL Equine. Shouldn't you? To find out more how Flexify HA, Unlock, Bleeder Shield, and EPO Equine can help you, contact me, Joseph Vellante 215-501-6880. This is the Going in Circles Podcast, hosted by Horseman, Chuck Simon. To become a sponsor, to suggest topics, or for questions, email Podcast at gmail.com. And log on to our Facebook page, Going in Circles Podcast.